0: Hey, welcome to Fire Away, Seriously Funny Conversations, the podcast where we catch up on things that make us laugh and things that make us human. We are Matt Bays and Leslie Robbins, and today we are going to talk about funeral homes, Mamaw Tiny once again, and adding to that, Mama Jerry. Jerry, and maybe it's Maybelline. Welcome to Fire Away, Leslie. We're here. We are here. We are
1: here. Woo! We're queer. (laughs) We're not used to it. (laughs) That's my favorite tagline. We're not used to it. I need to get
0: my headphones on. What
1: would that one boy do? That guy that we worked with, he would always say, testing, one, two, three. Chick testing, one, two, three, four. (laughs) That's my favorite. Check testing. One, two, three, Three, four. four. Water
0: journey update. We need a jingle like. Water
1: journey update with Leslie. Well, I'm here to say I'm down a pant size. Holy mother of God. Right. Just by drinking water. Now, that's not like a recommendation for everybody, but I'm just saying. Well, maybe it should
0: be what's wrong with drinking water. You said that, like, this may not be healthy
1: for you to drink a lot of water. Like, okay. If you're 40 and you're fat and you need to drink more water, it might make you lose a pant size. That's what I mean.
0: You're down a pant size. Yes.
1: That's all I needed. (laughs)
0: Nice. Do you Um, know what I found out one time and I was surprised. I was going to a funeral which is interesting because we're going to talk about funerals today and I forgot dress pants. So I went to um, Ross and all the men's pants were expensive. And I was like, listen, no. I'm not paying these exorbitant Ross prices for boys <laughs> pants. I'm getting some girls pants. Uh, because they're cheaper. Women's clothes, a lot of times women are going for deals more than men, I think. Yeah. So I, I get some pants and try them on. And I thought I would be like a six because I mean, I'm thin, mm-hmm. skinny. Mm-hmm. They did not fit, not even close. I could barely get a leg in them. Really? Yes. Yes. And I thought, I just thought it was strange. But the stupid thing about those pants is what the hell is up with y'all's pockets? I couldn't get down to my knuckle to my no. first note. They were the shallowest pockets ever. Yeah. And I will tell you that they had some built-in room around the hips.
1: <laughs> they were blousy.
0: <laughs> they were a little bit blousy. So you're down a pant size. Not to brag. Your hair looks
1: good today. I have a job interview. Not to brag. Oh, do tell what's happening. It's, um, I'm 41 and trying to start my career completely over and, um, I don't really know what to do. So I'm just trying like different things. And so this is a, um, like a hospitality guest service, um, job for Mercedes Benz,
0: Mercedes.
1: I'm going to roll in on my trash can on wheels.
0: You need to make a splash when you walk in this interview. Mm. Mm. So you should have it playing like on your phone and like sort of march into, do
1: you want to ride in my Mercedes? (laughs) I have been singing that today. I won't lie. This job is actually a cashier job. And I mean, I don't want to be like ungrateful or not humble about it, but I'm completely overqualified for, but you know, I'm, I'm just starting over and I'm willing to do whatever to climb the corporate ladder.
0: Haven't we updated the word cashier to something else? That seems Um, very dated.
1: Well, what do you call it?
0: I do not know, but cashier, it's like flight attendant versus stewardess. Yeah. What is the flight attendant for cashier?
1: I don't know, but Target calls it like um, customer advocate. Oh God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, cashier to me I see that old lady chewing gum that calls you Sugar and Sweetie at Fazio's. Which,
1: right, like I think we should call this a customer advocate job. Mm-hmm.
0: When I just said Sugar and Sweetie, I had a little ADD moment, which we honor here on Fire Away. So I'm just going to tell you, when we were little, we never had dessert in our house. And so we did this thing that we made called Sugar Bread. And Leslie... We pretended that it, we liked it and it was good. So I'm not kidding. The secret is in how high you turn on the faucet. So, what you do is you take a regular piece of bread, mm-hmm. wonder, and you turn on the water just so it's dribbling out the thinnest stream that you can get. And then you take the sugar bread and you are the bread and You lay it on your hand and you hold it under the faucet and you drizzle all over the bread with the water till it's just a little bit soggy. And then you take a spoonful of sugar, maybe two, and you just sprinkle it all over it. And then you eat it like, "Mm, this is so good. (laughs) Sugar bread. My mom and stepdad would leave the kitchen Mm -hmm. um, and the kids would be left to clean it. And then I'd hear my sister go, do you guys want sugar bread? Does anybody (laughs) want sugar bread? (laughs) We were like, me, me. (laughs) at 40 years old, when we we were like, remember sugar bread, we should make that. Was it good? I swear to God, though, it wasn't that bad. Just tastes like a cookie, a wet cookie.
1: My dad makes similar sugar bread. He drizzles hot butter, melts it down all over the bread. And then he does cinnamon and sugar. He calls it world famous. It's cinnamon toast. That's what it is. He didn't invent it, but we does he
0: toast the bread?
1: Yes. You put it in the oven
0: and he calls it like, does anybody want world famous or some world famous or how how it's,
1: it's world famous. (laughs) We all love it. And we thought he invented, he invented it.
0: Oh, when you're little. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It is world famous, you know, and
0: look what he did. He did this.
1: Yeah. And now he does it for the grandkids.
0: Yeah. Kids are stupid.
1: Yeah. My dimple in my chin that you love so much. I do. I was like probably 12 or 13 years old when I realized that my uncle Steve didn't actually put his finger in my chin when I was born. (laughs) I thought I believed it until I was like 13 years old. Oh my
0: God. I mean, that dimple, people are going to have to get online and look you up now because it's sort of your trademark. It's very John Travolta.
1: Yes. That or my gap between my teeth. I'm telling you, I am moments away from being Michael Strahan. Moments. (laughs)
0: Okay. So are we going to get into it today?
1: Going to get into it. What are we getting into first? Fire away. Fire away. I think we're are we talking about like what you did in college? Yes.
0: Yes. I worked at a funeral home because a friend of mine had a job there and I wanted to make some extra money. And I don't know. I had these like delusions of grandeur that people in the funeral home business make so much money. Mm. The owners make so much money. So anyway, I started working at this funeral home and my main responsibilities were washing minivans and there was a hearse, but you did all your picking up of bodies in minivans. Mm. So it wasn't so horror movie. (laughs) And, and then the other thing I did was help uh, pick up bodies from hospitals and sort of get them prepared. wash their hair. Yes, I washed it, I combed it. And I actually didn't mind it.
1: How do you do that? I mean, I'm, not to get morbid, but like do they have, prop their heads up like in like a, do you rest their chin on something so you can fix their hair? You
0: grab them by the knees and you hang them over in the thing and wash their hair. Sort of like a giving them a swirly. Not really. No. Oh. they are laying on a no. They're laying <laughs> they're laying on a like a steel table. It's yeah, yeah. super utilitarian. It's right. just a mess. It's clean. Yeah. And basically you just slide it under this faucet and yeah. You just wash that hair.
1: I love it. Finesse. Something. And you use Nexus. Finesse.
0: We use Nexis. Nexus.
1: Yes. That's well,
0: because can't... Nexus gets you noticed.
1: Right. It so does.
0: And that's why we did that. Yeah. But I didn't worry so much about the conditioner mm. uh, because, <laughs> you know, but here's what happened. We went to the hospital to pick up a lady, but there had been another call that day. And what that meant was somebody had taken the minivan out to pick up another body. So we had to take the hearse, which mm-hmm. nobody ever used. So we got this I mean, it was like a gurney, rusted, old, the good one was gone. I mean, this one looked like we had found it in a river drag. We loaded it up, went to the hospital, went up there, picked her up. Now you put the sheets and everything around them and you tuck them in and then you belt them down. This is not complicated process, but oftentimes you don't belt them down because it's not necessary. You're just rolling them putting them in the car, taking them back to the funeral home. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't belt this one down, this one, (laughs) her. (laughs) We didn't belt her down. (laughs) And so we took her down the elevator. It's like a private elevator where nobody can see you. And then got out to the hearse. And the guy was with, he was the funeral director. I was just a peon, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just there to help. And he was trying to get her Inside the hearse, and what you do is you just kind of butt the the gurney up against it, and it naturally like releases the legs, and they sort of like fold right in there. Yeah. But he couldn't get the legs to break down for some reason, and I was standing there watching, and he's getting a little bit more aggressive with it, and I was thinking, why isn't this thing breaking down? And just as I realized, oh, he's got the gurney backwards; he needs to turn it around. Leslie, he like gave it one big like, oh. like just. Rammed it, and I mean, like slow motion movie, this body rolled, and yes, (laughs) Leslie, this woman, we heard this big, like, thud. Oh, my
1: God.
0: Yeah. Face plant on the ground, couldn't see anything, but her arm hanging out of the white sheet, and the funeral director just yells, (laughs) get her! And I mean, (laughs) we (laughs) (laughs) like scoop up this woman and just throw her on this gurney, spin that gurney around and shove her in that hearse. I'm in the hearse within five seconds. And I'm just going, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. He gets in and he's like, what happened? What happened? She fell on the ground. I mean, (laughs) how do you think happened? I was like, this is not happening right now. This is outside the hospital like in the sort of the emergency area. And all I'm thinking, has anyone seen this?
1: Right. Did somebody exactly. see
0: yes. her fall to the ground? At this point, who knows? So we drive back to the funeral home. We walk into what they just call the embalming room, where you get them all ready. Right. There's a couple guys hanging out there. And the guy I'm with just goes, get out. <laughs> and they're all like. What and our arms hanging off the gurney because I mean, we just threw her on there face down.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god, they
0: don't argue, no protest, they just get the hell out of there. <laughs> but I can stay, <laughs> so yeah. We shut the door, and you know, your first thing you're going to do is flip her over and assess the damage. Lord Jesus, <laughs> forgive us. <laughs> we turned her over, and I mean. <laughs> the first thing I saw was this, I want to say hematoma. I don't know even what that is, but there was just this goose egg on yeah. her forehead and eye, which I didn't think could happen after somebody's dead. It can. <laughs> and the next thing we noticed is teeth gone. I mean, it was Oh, it was horrifying. It was the worst moment of my whole life up to then. And you want to talk about stress. He was so stressed because we didn't belt her down. Yeah. 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 Long story short, what ends up happening is a secretary, no, an administrative assistant Thank you from the funeral home comes in and says, you have a call in the office to mm-hmm. him. So he's like, oh my God, they saw. And I'm like thinking they saw they saw they were leaving the hospital and they saw us drop their dead grandmother, their dead mother, their dead sister, their dead aunt, their dead great aunt on the ground, face plant on the pavement. He disappears to the office. He comes back in five minutes, walks in, got a sober look on his face. And I said, what did they say? And he said, they want her cremated. Immediately. I mean, handfuls of confetti spins and jumps and kicks. I could not believe it. It was a miracle. Yes. Totally. Listen, I thought we could (laughs) fix her mouth by rolling up some newspaper and putting it in there and smoothing everything down so it looked normal but I knew we couldn't do anything about that face unless we put a beret on and pulled it over. <laughs> I mean, this was just not going to work. Oh so, God. oh, my God, it was the greatest day. I love the it. worst and the greatest. Yeah. That's the story of the dead lady.
1: And into the machine, she went like a blaze pizza, just slowly. Yeah. <laughs> with her. <laughs> the cremation
0: process. I'm sure that's what they do. Yeah. I don't know. A giant spatula that they just feed, feed you in there. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, this is supposed to be a fun light podcast, but so far all we've talked about is death <laughs> death.
0: What else did we talk about? That was dead? <laughs> the
1: obituary hotline. Oh,
0: you're right.
1: We just are all about the death. You know, my mammal, Jerry, she's still living
0: she Mamaw said, tiny and mammal Jerry.
1: Now, she, it does not matter how you have died, how old you are, nothing, does not matter. Mammal Jerry's response to everyone who dies is not like, oh, I'm so sorry, or oh, Mammal Jerry says, well, something's going to get us all. (laughs) 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 Like, hey, she got hit by a car. Well, something's going to get us all. Cancer. Well, something's going to get us all. That's Mammal Jerry.
0: God, murder. Well, something's going to get us all.
1: There you go. She's, she's got She's it. not wrong. She's not. We're all no, going to die some way.
0: Something's going to get she's us gone. all. It is. What got Mamaw Tiny?
1: Uh, pancreatitis. Kind of a boring thing.
0: What, maybe, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. She died boring. <laughs> I expected better out of her.
1: This is going off track. But somebody I knew, their family member got up was eating cereal and literally dropped dead, just eating cereal, boom, dead. That's the way to go. (laughs) That's the way to go. Something's going to get us all. And it was cereal. Oh God. Another random mammal tiny is, she had gout, which I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Gout
0: is something that happens in your feet and you just have monster feet.
1: Yeah. She had that. And she swore that it only got, she only got it when she ate bologna. So like if we mentioned Bologna for some reason, she would say, it'll kill you. Bologna will kill you.
0: <laughs> I mean, again, she's not wrong. I want to see those two ladies in the same room. <laughs> bologna, it'll kill you. Well, something's going to get us all. Okay. I am excited to talk about this. Maybe it's Maybelline, but tell okay. me.
1: Okay. So I I just like you we watch TikTok and all of these like girls who are 16, 15, I mean young, their faces are done in such beautiful makeup like contouring to make their nose look different and like highlights their whole face and they look like supermodels. And I'm here to say that when we were growing up, we used our mom's makeup or powder or something from the Walmart. And that's what we looked like. And it was awkward and we looked stupid, but I believe with my whole heart, every kid should have to go through that. And now these teenagers have no idea. They come out looking like fashion models. No joke. What are
0: they missing out on?
1: Okay. You know, they call it glow up. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of, if you're always looking like that, you're only going to go downhill. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to go downhill because body wise, you're probably at your best in high school, you know, you're skinny and in shape and all that. And then your face is drop dead gorgeous. And then when you're 41, what then? I mean, I have this condition called melasma. Okay. And it's like, um dark spots on your face. Like I have three right here on my lip. It looks like a mustache. Okay. I have not
0: noticed your mustache.
1: I'll show it to you someday. But like, that's when you use contouring. Like when you have melasma and you have these spots that you need to cover up. Not when your face is perfect in every way, you know?
0: Well, it sort of feels like braces and glasses and all of that awkward phase. Those moments from 12 to 14, 15, feels like sort of a rite of passage into womanhood.
1: Yes, exactly. Really? Yes. My aunt Robin never got married. She lived with my grandparents and she adopted all of us kids as her own. And she would take us to Refco, which was a drugstore in Moorhead, Kentucky, where I grew up, and she would always buy makeup. She had every kind of makeup that you could ever want from a drugstore. She had it all. And she taught us all how to do makeup. Like she taught us that you could just put a little dab of dark in the corner and that would make your eyes like look bigger. And that was how I learned how to do makeup was through Aunt Rara and her shoebox full of Drugstore Cosmetics and we loved it and we loved it.
0: Okay. So just briefly, yeah, to get into it for just a minute. Okay. About what's happening in Florida with the whole no one's allowed to acknowledge that somebody is gay. Right. We're not and allowed to talk about this. We're not allowed to acknowledge it even though you might have two dads or two moms.
1: Right. Like how do you even not talk about it? Permission slips Let's say that my two dads need to sign me out of school. Or which dad is it? What do you say? <laughs> I mean, like, how do you explain?
0: Well, and, and I hear a lot of people saying something like, this is not going to work. You know, this is only going to pour fuel on the fire for people from the LGBTQ plus community to be like, oh, hell no. March Mm -hmm. on press forward. We're doing this, which is wonderful. And I do think that there is the propensity for that to happen. However, there are those really sensitive kids that this is going to mess them up, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are the ones that I am concerned about them, not having the words, them, not knowing what to say them, all of a sudden thinking that there's a problem And that there's this mountain now that actually isn't there and that they've never known about before. Will we overcome this? Absolutely. Will we move forward? You bet your ass we will. However, there are those kids that will, some of them will be destroyed by this.
1: I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but 20 years ago when my first baby was born on Sesame street, they were doing a thing on families and there was a gay dad family. And I remember being like, Sesame Street, you know, why do you need to bring the gays into the, into the babies, you know, show. And I remember sitting down and thinking, because that's real, that's the real world. No matter where you stand on what you believe, the real world is not going to shield that from your children. You need to know this is life. This is who's out there. And you're not doing a service to your kids by making them believe it doesn't exist, you know? And I think that was just like a big light bulb moment for me. So like yeah. Florida, listen, they're going to grow up and they're going to learn that there's all kinds of people in the world. And we're not doing them a bit of help by teaching them that like that doesn't exist. We're not doing them yeah. a service at all.
0: This cause continues to move forward and it's going to keep moving forward. And so none of this is going to hold. It's just not going to hold. We'll recover. We'll recover from this. We'll move on. Uh, My heart goes out to uh, LGBTQ plus uh, people in Florida and those families with two dads, two moms, uh, trans family members, all of it. There are some of us in crazy places like Indianapolis, Indiana, and Cincinnati, Ohio, that are pulling for you, always pulling for you. So, anyway, that's going to be it for our podcast today. Any final words, Leslie? Not a one. We are wishing you well on your job interview this afternoon. Thank you. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. Hope they hire me. We'll be back with more seriously funny conversations next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash podcast fire away and on Instagram and fire this podcast off to a few friends. Fire away. Fire away. You are gonna be a Mercedes girl.
1: If you wanna ride a Mercedes.
0: Do you know who sang that? Zero. Her name was Pebbles.